Hello, everyone. This is Steve Smith at WCG Patient Radio with a focus today on schizophrenia clinical trials. WCG is a company focused on the ethical, safe, and efficient conduct of clinical trials. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Mark Oppler, Chief Research Officer at WCG Medivante Prophase. He directs the scientific research and development and leads ongoing studies in psychiatry, neurodevelopment, and other areas of neuroscience. Dr. Oppler has served as faculty member in the Department of Psychiatry and Environmental Medicine at New York University School of Medicine and in the Department of Neuroscience at Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. His academic research focuses on the etiology, phenomenology, and treatment of serious and persistent mental disorders. He has co-authored more than 50 peer-reviewed publications and has contributed to multiple book chapters and review articles on clinical assessment, research methodology, and mental health. He received his PhD and MPH from Columbia University and his Bachelor's of Science from SUNY at Stony Brook. He is a graduate of the Psychiatric Epidemiology Training Program at Columbia University and completed his postdoctoral fellowship at the New York State Psychiatric Institute. Hello, Dr. Oppler. Hello, Steve. I'd like to begin by diving into the landscape of schizophrenia trials a bit. Remote assessments have become a necessity for continuing schizophrenia programs during COVID-19. I've seen, for example, the preliminary guidelines that you created, Dr. Oppler, in collaboration with multi-health systems and other organizations for the remote administration of the PANS, that's P-A-N-S-S, which is a gold standard rating scale for schizophrenia primary outcomes, mainly done by face-to-face interview. Is that method still usable? Is it reliable and valid when done remotely? If we have access to remote technologies as we do, including through your organization, should sponsors be conducting schizophrenia programs during COVID-19? Thanks, Steve. That's a great question. Uh, I'm, I'm going to answer it a couple of different ways. So I think the first part of your question has to do with you know, whether or not our, our traditional methodologies can be reliably translated to the, the new world we live in, where visits are conducted remotely via video, uh, between clinicians and patients, often in their homes? I think the answer that we've arrived at is, is yes. Uh, pleased to report that you know, anecdotal experience as well as available data suggests that assessments conducted with, with patients with schizophrenia via video can be done reliably uh, and can be done in a way that produces valid data. But I would add to that that you know, sponsors and CROs that are undertaking these kinds of studies need to do so in a, in a systematic way. So you mentioned the guidelines that um, were created in collaboration with the publisher of the PANS, Multi-Health Systems. Uh, we created those to give everyone uh, the same set of guidelines, same set of instructions to follow so that we can be sure that when a study is being conducted in the United States or in Europe or anywhere else in the world affected by COVID, that we're all performing these remote assessments in the same way. I think as long as we're, we're following guidelines like that, we can do a good job and we can continue to carry out this important work. 
What are the top challenges that sponsors face when they're either pausing schizophrenia trials or continuing them in the COVID environment? I think you know, when it comes to pausing a trial because of um, a lockdown or, or some other situation related to COVID, obviously the, the primary concern is always the health and the safety of, of patients who are participating. And I think you know, we need to, to address those concerns uh, as they come and with, with respect to the, the specifics of each study uh, that we're involved in. I think when we're we're trying to continue our studies and keep them moving and carrying on, you know, there there are three or four critical things that always have to be attended to. First is making sure that the assessments that we need to carry out to collect data can be accomplished through remote methods. Uh, if there are ways to do so, obviously for everyone's safety, particularly the safety of patients, we want to continue to do so. I think next, we have to make sure that we have the proper instruction and infrastructure in place to allow sites to do that work. Uh, do they have the right technologies and have they received the right training? Uh, not just to use the technology, but to adapt their methods to this new approach. And finally, do we have a plan in place to monitor the data and the quality of the data being produced? Uh, I think a question I get asked routinely is, Will the data I collected pre-COVID still be comparable and analyzable when combined with the data post-COVID? Uh, and this is this is an important question, one that requires a great deal of both statistical and psychometric expertise. I know that a concern of sponsors is um, increased variability and preserving data integrity. Um, as we talk about remote assessments. Can you talk a little bit about that? What's the concern? What are those? What is the variability all about? And what are the issues with data integrity? So I, I think, Steve, when, when people ask about that, very often, you know, the concern is that the when we change our methodology, so let's say we switch from face-to-face -to, -face to remote video assessments, uh, is that data going to be equivalent and can we prove to uh, to regulators, to reviewers, uh, to ethics committees, to, to any interested stakeholder that we have uh, that we've mastered that that problem and that we can we can provide evidence showing that the data and the methodology is equivalent. Uh, so one thing sponsors are doing is they're utilizing um, systems such as WCG's uh, you know, Study Insights Analytics platform to allow you know, very close, in-depth, near real-time evaluation of each data point, each clinical data point, so that they can, they can prove not just to themselves, but also to concerned stakeholders that their data continues to be strong, reliable, and valid. And what are, um, can you give us an example of a data point that's particular to schizophrenia uh, where there might be this concern sure. that the um, platform can help? Sure. You could, so, you could alleviate the concern even though you're using the platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one example, Steve, might be in the PANS, which you mentioned before. 
Uh, this is often the primary endpoint in schizophrenia clinical trials. Uh, we can look at the patterns of scoring over time. Uh, we can look at the logical integrity and structure of the data within the PANS. And we can examine it both uh, between face-to-face -face as well as remote assessments and produce metrics that give us an index of the health of the data. And this is the sort of approach that helps us ensure that the data is consistent regardless of the method that's being used, whether patients are at home or in the clinic. I see. And so is, are we talking mostly about the use of cameras or what is it that gives it more of a robust clinical weight, the remote technology? I think, you know, the remote technology is there to help us ensure that we can, we can do all the things we need to do to evaluate a, a patient's symptoms. Uh, we, need, we need video as well as audio to look at nonverbal symptoms uh, as well as listen to what the patient is saying to assess their, their mood, their level of, level of integrity of their communication, uh, the presence potentially of hallucinations, delusions, or other symptoms of schizophrenia. Um, but when we analyze the data, through the methods that we've been speaking about, it helps us ensure that the results of the clinical trial are not going to be affected by the use of remote methods, remote technology. I see, I see this is encouraging. Uh, schizophrenia is such a difficult area to research and those <clears throat> companies and scientists who stay in that kind of research are, are doing a great service in a very difficult environment. Um, so thank you for speaking with us today, Dr. Mark Oppler. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. We've been speaking today with Dr. Mark Oppler, Chief Research Officer at WCG Medavante Profe. This is Steve Smith from WCG Patient Radio. Special thanks to our producer, Natalia Muniz, our executive producers, Lauren Osmore, and production staff, Isabel Andresen, Roxana Guilford-Blake, and technical director David Fogel, as well as head of studio Amy Hutnick. Goodbye, everybody.